So we yeah. had a um event last night, like for work. Oh yeah. There's like new uh regulate I don't know are they called regulations I don't know that they are telling the service <clears throat> members that they absolutely cannot have TikTok and then they're like v- like pushing the spouses to not have TikTok because of like compromises <laughs> and I, I I go to Ash I'm like but I have to have it for my job. I don't have it yet, but I love to tease him. I was like, but I have to have it for my job. And he's like, the hell you do. <laughs> Imagine like, you blew up on TikTok. <laughs> I have a viral video on TikTok. Yeah. I was like, but Haley has it. He's like, care. well, when he comes back, <laughs> she's, she's going to have to say you don't, goodbye. <laughs> you don't own me, military. <laughs> sorry it was like it was so funny i'm not like i'm totally fine with like not posting anything about who bobby is or his face or any of that but i'm sorry that's uh called so, my business <laughs> i don't you probably saw it maybe but you know the flag i have in our garage well it's ash's flag oh yeah yeah. The, your mom <laughs> commented well, it like a vulva. Like, and i'm like should that not be in my videos he's like yeah should it be i'm like well then you need to move it because this is my workspace <laughs> right your flag has to go somewhere else but i thought it was hilarious the text my mom sent i was like i have (laughs) officially like converted you (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh hi and welcome to the don't beat around the bush podcast I'm Addie Holzman. And I'm Haley Kava. We're friends, pelvic floor physical therapists, moms, and occasional hot messes who are here for real, uncensored conversations about all things pelvic health. And because our conversations are uncensored, they're likely not appropriate for little ears. Please remember our disclaimer. Although we both are licensed physical therapists, we are not your physical therapist. Yeah, anyways. And our content is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your own healthcare team for individualized advice, diagnoses, and treatment. I think we need to like figure out how we can be doula PTs. Yeah, no, totally. I there's so many doulas here and there's so much doula training. Uh, so I'm working on a project with two midwives, so two home birth midwives and a lactation consultant here. And I don't, it's going to take forever. They think it's going to be like a fast process of like creating a course. And I'm like, <laughs> I've been but down this road. <laughs> I've been working on one for a year and I'm not, and I'm not even close. I haven't really gone for it. So, cause I see a lot of their patients and they're awesome. Like these two midwives are, I like really like them a lot. But the last meeting we had, I was like, so you can absolutely say no, but how would you feel if I just like came to a birth and just watched and like, I wouldn't say anything. And I just, because I want, I think before I commit to like doula training, I want to just like go to a couple births. And so I might even like reach out to like Lindsay McCoy. Cause she still does doula occasionally for like past clients and just be like, Hey, if it's like an experienced mom who would not care again, I would not say anything. I would not do anything. I would just be a fly on the wall just to like, be sure that I'm okay with that. And like, also to make sure I'm like not completely triggered by that or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they were like immediately we were like, yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, are you okay with being on call? Are you okay. And I'm like, yeah, 
Like, yeah. just tell me when. And I, I was kind of like, well, Bobby's done his internship in August or like the end of the end of July. So I was like, he'll be off basically. We're go- granted we were going to Canada for a little bit in August, but like, yeah, if we're here and he's off, I could, and depending how far away it was, I would just take an Uber and then it is the coolest experience you like get kind of the high without having to rip your vagina apart (laughs) (laughs) like i think that would be so beneficial i was even thinking like what are the legalities of starting like doing some kind of like doula and do you need to do a doula certification if you're pelvic floor pt and like could i open up that option just to my current clients like Cause I've had a few that I'm, I was like, Oh, I really want to, I like would really love to be at your birth. Right. Because they don't have, they didn't have a doula or whatever. Well, and like doula rates, I mean, are so high. Like, so that's the thing. Cause you could charge them PT cause you're doing PT with them. Like in like educating on birth prep, but not, in but PT. not on for, not for one appointment for 12 hours of labor. Right. No, I'm t- like during the process because their fees so big because right. they meet with them like during the pregnancy. Not, like, but not not reminded. really like the right. But like the main part of the fee, I believe, is like that birth time. Truly. Right. And I'm sure some of that. I don't know what kind of liability insurance and stuff they need, but I I feel like your rates you're... wouldn't have to be so crazy because it's PT up until the birth. So really they're paying for you only to be like at the birth well, and then you can continue postpartum care under PT. Right. But if you think about, so I, I was talking like a, a while ago, I was talking to Deanna about this. I was like, well, think about it. It's up. It could be two days that you have to cancel your entire schedule. And if you're only charging $700, $700 for like, and some doulas have like, I know, I remember an attack worker was like, I only am there for 12 hours. And so after 12 hours, I leave regardless of like what's happening. And I know other doulas are like, uh, it was like, I'm not going to leave. And I think that's how I would be. I wouldn't be able to be like, all right, time's up. See ya. Yeah. Um, I either. So yeah, it could be a super long process. I think ideally, if you've done all this great work for them leading up to birth right. and then during their birth, it probably wouldn't be so long. It'd be motivation <laughs> for you to like really get them like a good start. Well, and like- I think like also how I kind of feel was like with my second birth is like I had done so much more like preparing and I was so much more aware and felt so much more comfortable and that I felt comfortable laboring alone for longer and like knew what to do so I didn't really call the doula until I probably should have been going to the hospital mm-hmm. right and then yeah, like me too you know and then by the time then with the doula support you know then almost had the baby <laughs> so like I think when people are more prepared for birth in general yeah the the amount of work you have to do is less you know, right. like if, if I, with, even with my first, if I had like done all the same thing, even with Cam, if I'd done all the same things and then just had a doula there at the birth, it probably still would have been a long process. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it still would have been good, mm-hmm. but, and better, but like all of the awareness and prepared preparing and public floor stuff beforehand. And then during, and then recovery after. Yeah. It's like uh, amazing continuity of of care and even just cool conversations I've had with
fun each about like different things that she like tries with people like she said that she really finds that like um like opening the right side body like is really really helpful mm-hmm. or like reaching like right arm reaching yeah i yeah. learned like so much from her course that i didn't learn in my other uh birth course oh, did you do her birth course yeah oh, yeah like the in person the- yeah 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 mm-hmm. and so the thing that was really helpful like because it's totally pt mind oriented was what exercises you do to open the inlet versus that mid pelvis versus the outlet it really intertwined with spinning babies but when kajki was like not stalling but i think i called you yeah i I remember when i was like we talked about like lunging we were like (laughs) yeah like we need something (laughs) did she lunge is that what she ended up doing was like putting her foot up on the bed or something like that? we did a little bit of that and then it was when she sat backwards on the toilet that things really started and i think that was so helpful because it allowed her to relax you know and that pelvic floor to relax but she wasn't there very long but i feel like it was also just like private time you know and like being alone and being in the dark bathroom and like like then that allowed the oxytocin to like pick up and well when we got there things were like i mean she was part of it was was an active labor already yeah part of it was that she was so anxious to get to the hospital because there were mm. so many moving parts that had to go oh smoothly yeah to get yeah. everyone situated so that was part of it and then yeah she <laughs> we still joke about this how she's like literally like doubled over in the entryway and the receptionist is like um how do you spell your first name yeah like, <laughs> like what's your date of birth and like you can hear the keys typing so fucking slow and i'm like dear god can we please get into a room like oh my we gosh. can do this later anyway and then when they checked her they said she hadn't progressed since her appointment the previous day oh, and gosh. that pissed me off because one you could see the deflation. Like she was just like, fuck, like, I can't do this. If this is, if this is the same as what I was yesterday and like, I can't. Wasn't she sitting this. at like a four though already? Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, like a, four a hard four and a soft four are like totally different. Well, and then you have like, those checks are so subjective, like provider to provider and it they're not, I mean, it's not like you're taking a ruler and going, oh, yep, you're definitely five centimeters. Like, it's not right. like that. So it's such a mind fuck to be like, damn, the last, uh, you know, it had to have been 12 hours. I've not gone anywhere or progressed any. And so yeah, I she had to recover from no that. checks with my second. Yeah. I manifested no checks in it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. It was. <laughs> they didn't need to do any checks by the time I got to the hospital. It was really like. It was frustrating. And and so she had to mentally yeah. like recover and come out of that. And that took a while because she mm-hmm. was just like, she wanted to do unmedicated. And she's like, this sucks. Like, I can't, you know. So mm-hmm. once she came out of that and just kind of let go. Were they control, talking about not not admitting her at that point when she was four? Yeah, they were, they were like, <laughs> well, you haven't progressed <laughs> any in the last 12 hours. Yeah, why don't you and your husband, who's quadriplegic, just 
you know, like has a whole ass trailer here. <laughs> has to a bring whole, his wheelchair. Twenty like, some foot trailer um, <laughs> <laughs> that Haley's husband was driving. Like it was a process to get the it's three in the morning. And like they're like, Yeah, I, you can go home and <laughs> like fuck I can't. <laughs> like, i am not going home and so sit here for a little bit then yeah yeah because that orchestrated i mean they had to call bobby to come get the wheelchair what with bobby i came to get and i my mom came to sit with until her Mm. parents there were so many people involved and it was three in the morning (laughs) yeah but i just remember there being so there was like i i felt so excited i couldn't sleep like and so when you guys called me i was like (laughs) i'm awake like what do you need I'm here yeah to help. <laughs> yeah i if it just think if it hadn't been like covid how cool that would have been to just like have a little powwow birth like <laughs> a girl all... power birth like, like girl it... time <laughs> oh my gosh and like it's so funny because like i really like and i would not say that like though i will despite like really feeling like I really like her and that she's lovely. We're not like BFFs. Like, Another doula, just so people yeah, know. Yeah. And yeah, not we don't know each other that well on like a personal level. But there there was something so powerful about having another woman there who's been through it and like gets it. And and my mom was there. My mom wasn't in really there, but there was like as we were leaving to the hospital, my mom was there. And something also about that was like, yes, like, okay, I feels good to like have this feminine energy, like supporting my womb. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think that's maybe for everyone, like some of the more woo stuff of birth, but it's not woo because it's brain chemistry and it's instinctual and it's hormonal. And like, I think we need to get more comfortable coming back to that. Um, and so when I talk to my clients about, you know, so I have so many clients who are just afraid of their second birth. I know or it's afraid of a second so pregnancy sad. because of bad experiences. And to which I say, you can create whatever experience you, you want and that this is not out of your control. You know, yes, birth is unpredictable. Yes. Things can happen. But when we are prepared for all sorts of different circumstances, you've done the work you've done everything you can. Again, there are times where interventions are needed and medical management is required, but that doesn't, you can still have a great experience with all that. Mm -hmm. And I think, and having people around you that really care about that, I think is huge. Yeah. Doulas are amazing. Birth is amazing. (laughs) Yeah. It is a very unique experience for sure. And I just, Mm -hmm. I wish more birthing people would just realize that they have more power than they think they do it's just our medical system is it's just trained us to I was thinking about this yesterday randomly like we've been trained by our medical system to be told what we feel and to be told what we think and to be told how things are going to go and Mm -hmm. that is not helpful for autonomy and empowerment of your own health like it's just it's it's a lose-lose for everybody like Mm -hmm. and so yeah yeah, reclaiming that but I just I mean I went all the way back up to Wisconsin (laughs) for my last two births (laughs) partially because Ash was gone for the last one but 
I was like, there's not a whole lot of like options around here as far as like the birth that I wanted with midwives and Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. And I just, if we could get a birth center and more options so that you could just choose, you had, yep. yeah, you had like the option to choose what you wanted. Right. And I think my hesitation with having a home birth with my last one wasn't that I didn't feel that it would be safe, is that we then were far from, farther from hospitals or mm-hmm. from. And I mean, home birth midwives bring all of the things and they are so like, they are good at at what they do. But like, I was like, okay, well, if something was truly wrong with me or truly wrong with the baby, I would not go to, mm-hmm. I, like I have had a couple of bad experiences. At, I'm, uh, it, I, I don't, would not feel comfortable going there with my baby or with, for me. So I would then, and Sanford is, doesn't have a NICU. And so you're going, you know, driving 45 minutes to an hour plus up to Raleigh. And so it was like, that was what made me uncomfortable about having a home birth. But if there was a birth center in Moore County and it's associated with the hospital, then you don't, you don't, you may be transferred to the hospital, but I don't know. It just feels better to me. Like it feels like, okay, this, this feels okay. Yeah, well, because the approach and values are going to be more lined up with what you're looking for and going into a birth. And I know, I know this, this is just how the system works. And it's not the doctors that are choosing this. But when you're seeing different providers every time, and the hospital may not be exactly what you want, and they're not birth friendly, like they're making you check you know, your like checked or... and have the monitors running constantly and all of those things. It's almost like you go into birth feeling like you have to like fight. <laughs> <laughs> and and you yeah, don't want to do that good... you want to go and be like hey i'm here to like just chill and let this baby like figure out its exactly. way out of me <laughs> not that birth is chill at all but well yeah. it can't be but you know what i mean um yeah just to you don't want to go into a... fight or flight mm-hmm. before you even start yeah exactly so we no one should be fighting a birth like a person who's giving birth like no one should be <laughs> arguing no one should be not arguing the time. <laughs> no. No, not at all. And um, another thing that totally caught me off guard with birth, and she knew it too, is I knew when, I mean, there was no denying when she was going through transition. Mm-hmm. And she was like, quiet, sitting on the toilet, like whatever. And then all of a sudden, she got real angsty and real antsy. And she's like, I gotta like, get up, I gotta whatever. And I'm like, okay, like, we're here. And so I called the nurse. And I'm like, like, you guys got to get ready. <laughs> because it was kind of like, low. she went from like five to 10, really fast. Or yeah, it was like 10, a really. lull. And they were just like, hey, you know, not really checking in because I was there. So they weren't checking in very often. And they were just kind of like leaving us alone, which is what she wanted and then the nurse came in and she's like what's up and I'm like I'm pretty sure she's transitioning like we need to get ready and she's like what do you mean and I'm like like my eyes it was all from what I can how did they not know what that is either she didn't hear me correctly or she didn't know what transition was but my eyes like bulged out of my head and I'm like oh fuck baby's coming And Jackie like whipped her head at me and, and I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's okay. Like I'm here. They don't need to know. 
And he's like putting on gloves, like, I got this. I got this, guys. <laughs> Stand back. Like, it was just like, I still remember like that moment in time where I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> but yeah, one of <laughs> one of the most powerful things from my birth, second birth that I remember was there was a nurse um, who they couldn't, like, I mean, I, I was the baby was like halfway out when I got there. (laughs) And so they couldn't get monitors on me because I'm moving around and, and I'm, you know, not laying still and screaming very loud. And uh, she just, instead of trying to get the monitor, she just grabbed the Doppler, um, like the handheld Doppler. And Mm -hmm. the midwife was like, can we get these, you know, can we get these monitors on? And that, that nurse was like, I got it. And she just like held the Doppler on and then another one held the monitor on and they were like, we, it's okay. Don't worry about it. We're, we got it. And I just like, remember being looking at them and like being like, thank you. Like, <laughs> thank you for supporting this natural process that is going on like a train and recognizing that there's no stopping this train for your own convenience, you know? Yeah. And I like, remember both of their faces is like, a redhead, like a bright redhead and this lovely black woman. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you, I love you. I love you. (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah. So Bobby was in the hallway trying to get me like entered. And we had a similar experience where this guy is standing in the hallway (laughs) with Bobby. I think we talked about this on the podcast before and (laughs) typing like sloth from Zootopia. (laughs) And I am screaming, like, I am not a loud person. I was so loud, so loud. And I was, I screamed the entire contraction every time. <laughs> like once I was close. Yeah, I, me too. <laughs> like, and they, I remember the, these two nurses who were holding on the monitors were like, are you a singer? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not a singer. <laughs> But I like that was the thing that felt the best was just being like, oh, like and nonstop the entire time. And it didn't feel like out of control, like it never tipped into like, but that's how I could control the like intensity was just by like, you know, and it was yeah, and it wasn't like a scared scream or like high pitch. It was just like, I need this, I need this energy going out. But yeah, no, Bobby was like, dude, I think I'm going to miss the birth of my child. <laughs> if I do, I'm going to punch you in the face. So I'm about to go back in there. <laughs> and I'm like, Bobby. Oh my gosh. But, it's, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's, you know, it's just, it's just cool. And I think maybe I'm farther out from it now where I'm like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. You like processed uh, it. I'm so glad that you got to be there for, and that you know she got that got that birth and that to feel empowered by that and mm -hmm. yeah because again um and she's I've seen this I mean you've talked about it um a lot of my close friends who like the first birth wasn't what they expected or wanted that second birth is like the healing that was needed you know to like process that first birth and um Mm -hmm. oh totally and it's so cool but I've had a few clients lately that had 
traumatic births, like, like medically traumatic mm-hmm. births. Mm-hmm. And, and I even had a client who's a year and a half, two years postpartum. And she will still cry about her postpartum experience mm-hmm. because of how traumatic it was Mm -hmm. the healing and and I'm like you got we need to get you some counseling like you know she's trying to get pregnant again and I'm like you got to process this like you got to get through this before you have to do it again and so one of my clients is actually a trauma therapist Mm -hmm. so I'm like hey we need to team up because and my 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 neighbor next door I didn't even realize um I knew she was a counselor but she is also a trauma counselor and sees moms and peds or uh kids and I was like Oh my gosh. Like I need to send you all the people. Um, Oh, Rhino's mad about something because like I've had the hardest time finding like trauma therapists to refer clients to. Mm -hmm. And now I have them and I'm like, that needs to be part of our model. We need like mm -hmm. all of them to be there. And yeah. Oh my gosh. When you get back here, I'll have them both on on standby maybe we can the my neighbor wants to possibly um go out on her own after her first baby comes this fall and I was like how sweet would that be to have like a a counselor a PT like all of the people together oh my gosh amazing amazing yeah I think for moms it's so overwhelming seeking out all of these different people and trying to gather them and so if they're in one one place it's magical mm-hmm. yeah yeah even um like dr ring so many of my clients see him it would just be so great to have like you could just make your appointments <laughs> just like spend a whole day yeah. just like clear all the appointments <laughs> some health insurances and some companies are now covering doulas that's uh, amazing is tricare so, one of them or was that I lactation consultant I think Tricare and lactation. Yeah. The Tricare has covered lactation for a while. So that, that is something that's exciting. I will, yeah, I, I'm, that would be worth investigating for Tricare. And then I know uh, like Target is, has a fund, like a doula fund essentially for their employees. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here in, in Minnesota, a lot of my clients have 12 to 16 weeks mat leave through their companies and it was so funny because um, when my client was telling me, I'm like, you know, it's good compared to other things in the U.S. I had zero paid maternity leave. But in regards to the rest of the world, it's still pretty bad. You know, yeah. like four, oh, yeah. four, even four months is not it's not enough time. It's not enough. It is. Um, no, I think what is important then about that is that postpartum support early and often um, in order to facilitate really return to pretty high level functioning soon after birth, um, which Mm -hmm. is what is required culturally. Do I think that we should be doing that? No, but if, if we have, you know, if you had an athlete who needed to return to a sport, you know, 16 weeks after major knee surgery, you're going to make it, you're going to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just means that there's more, more intensity. Man, when my German friends told me they get, I think it was a year. And yeah, in Canada, that's 18 months. <laughs> I can't remember if that year was per parent and you could like, mm. each parent got a year. 
or I can't remember, but it was, it blew my mind. I was like, holy. Yeah. So I think in Canada, you can, you can do 18 months if I think just one parent does the full 18 months, or you can do 12 months and then the other parent can do six, or you can divide it as like, however you'd like to divide it between the parents. So with David, I went back to work just for a month because we were getting ready to move at seven weeks. Um, and he stayed with a friend. But like looking back on that, I was like, holy shit, like seven weeks. And I was like working four days a week, dropping him off with a friend. He was taking bottles like I was pumping like uh, that's mind-blowing to me now in retrospect um and then with Owen I had a year off and with Elsie it was like four months and I was just like dang seven seven weeks and that's like that's like the norm that mm-hmm. that's yeah. probably a little longer than the norm I mean I've heard mm-hmm. like four weeks oh, yeah. people are going so, back to work I think though Minnesota schools I was talking to the owner of of Yes Yoga yeah, uh, the other day when we were just it was like we had just like this powwow of moms after yoga class just talking about how we yeah, how we feel about everything that's been going on and um it was just nice to like talk with other moms and yeah anyway we got on the subject of minnesota or like minneapolis schools i think their maternity leave is four weeks Damn. um and they can and then they can use all their vacation days if they have vacation days can they do unpaid? Um, like, can they just not come back? I for... don't think so. Like, your job is not guaranteed at that point. Damn. Mm-hmm. So your job is guaranteed for four, and then you can take your sick days. And then... So we have four of our uh, teachers that are expecting this summer. And two of them have been our teachers. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. one of them currently is a teacher of ours. And then, like, the vice principal and a third grade teacher that maybe David will have next year who knows so they had this like wipes and diaper party thing for them and so I got them uh, some wipes and then in the card (laughs) I was like as a pelvic floor PT (laughs) like because it's all their first baby and I was like uh here's a code for to birth and back because you're gonna want some Some guidance yeah yeah that's amazing I was just like, yeah, like if I'm here with any questions and one of them, I know two of them, but like the other Mm -hmm. two, I don't really know. And they're probably like, who is this crazy lady? (laughs) I mean, oh my gosh. If someone was reaching out and being like, I, I'm I'm here to offer you support and this is what I do. And birth is maybe just like birth is intense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I was thinking like, it would be good just because teachers are amazing and they do not get enough um, kudos or resources or any of those things. I don't know like what their like insurances are, but I'm like, maybe I should just contact the school and be like, Hey, I'll give you a coupon code for all your teachers. At least like they'll have something with postpartum, you know, to birth and back postpartum guidance and mm-hmm. education for healing I'm like I could that would be like an easy way to like support teachers in the way I know how because I'm not a PTA president I'm like you know 
my mm-hmm, skill yeah. base is <laughs> yeah, more I like, yes, amazing. I will help you heal postpartum. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, that's amazing. So yeah, yeah, just finding ways that we can support our greater community and, and really, um, yeah, remaining mission driven and that the mission is to make sure that no one feels like they're dealing with this alone and that they're, no one feels that they're lacking support or information. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that's right on, on board with, with them. Know your bush. Love your bush. Share, Share the, the bush you love. love. <laughs> communicate with Addie and I both in regards to the podcast questions, comments, concerns, topics that you want discussed on our podcast Facebook page, Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast, as well as our email account, which is Don't Beat Around the Bush podcast at gmail.com. You can also find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms. So please subscribe, comment and share all the bushy love. It's probably pretty obvious that our episodes are edited and produced by Addie and myself. (laughs) And our music is provided by Blockhead.